Hey, thanks for downloading. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a positive review for me in iTunes. You can also check out my all-too-rarely-updated website at tracknerds.com. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to History in Film. I'm Rich Simmons. Right off the bat, I should tell you that this podcast will discuss world history through the lens of movies. So if you're looking for the history of film or of cinema, that's that's not really what this is. Each week, I'll talk about a movie and use that as a launching point to touch on some event or time period in history. We'll go roughly chronological, and in this intro episode, we'll get into uh, a little bit of creation theory after a little background on myself and this project. So I've always been interested in stories and by the stories behind stories. For me, history and movies have always been equally fascinating. Granted, movies tend to be more entertaining. The idea for a project like this first developed years ago, and I had thought to do it as a coffee table style book, but never found the time. There are two movies that stick in my mind as triggering this idea for me. The first is Braveheart. Yes, it has some key historical inaccuracies that I'm sure we'll get to down the line. But we meet Edward I of England, known as Longshanks the cruel old king trying to keep the Scots down. The other movie is Beckett from 1964, starring Peter O'Toole as Henry II of England, who was the great-grandson of William the Conqueror. Now, what's the connection? Well, Henry II had two sons you've no doubt heard of, Richard the Lionheart, who fought in the Crusades, and John, or Prince John, as he was called in the Robin Hood uh, stories. Well, they wouldn't know from any version of Robin Hood, but... John did later become King of England. He famously signed the Magna Carta in 1215. And John was succeeded on the throne by his son, Henry III, who was in turn succeeded by his son, Edward I. So Longshanks was the grandson of good old Prince John. And if you go a few generations after Longshanks, you're into the War of the Roses, uh, famously one of the inspirations for Game of Thrones. And the War of the Roses came to an end with Henry VII, father of Henry VIII. So I know it's a lot to take in, but you can see how much ground we can cover by looking at just a few key stories and the backgrounds surrounding them. We, we could probably run through the whole lineage of British monarchs if we just selected, selected the right movies to watch. Now, ever the masochist, I've chosen the more daunting task of trying to conquer all of world history. So my goal is to make this sort of a world history 101, using movies to point us in the direction of some historical topic... Uh, of discussion. A hundred or so movies that attempt to cover human history. It's not going to necessarily be the best 100 choices, and I've no doubt left uh, big gaps that will offend somebody. And I don't want to paint myself too much in a corner here as far as where do we start, where do we end, what do we include, but I'll do my best and hopefully get feedback from you along the way. Here were my main two criteria when choosing movies for this list. One, they need to be available to view legally online in the U.S. through Netflix or Amazon or iTunes or, or YouTube as well, but only if it was uh, offered to rent and not just uh, posted probably illegally where it could get pulled down at any point. And two, I'd like them to be good movies. This is obviously subjective, but basically a movie with more favorable reviews than negative reviews. I may have lowered the bar in a couple places to hit topics that I needed, but I'm not interested in watching a lot of bad movies for this. I'm actually really looking forward to this, though, as uh, I haven't seen about a third of the movies on the list. So while I want to be well-rounded, I found uh, several otherwise good foreign choices that I just didn't have access to. 
And despite my attempts to avoid being too focused on Western culture, my available selections certainly skew a little that way. Likewise, the list skews modern. My halfway point in the list is about the year 1900. Again, it was it was much harder than I anticipated to find pre-1900 movies unless I just wanted to make the whole list about Great Britain. So I chose modern geographical and cultural diversity over choosing a film for each and every British monarch. The goal will be to include as much historical context as I can leading into each short story without uh, boring you or myself. So next, who am I and how am I qualified to do this? Well, it's 2017 and qualifications are apparently meaningless. But I'll have you know that I made it two-thirds of the way through my first semester as a grad student in history before dropping out to open a DVD rental store in 2004. I've seen every Oscar winner for Best Picture and all but about 40 of the Best Picture nominees. And finally, I wrote a young adult novel about three time-traveling teenagers who visit a few places that we might see along the way here. It's called Magic Carpet Ride. I'll leave the details where you can find them. So I'm a storytelling history lover and movie buff with enough time on his hands to tackle this project. Basically, I'm the perfect host. So how do we know what we know about history? Like any academic field, histories come from a consensus view of events based on physical and written records. Theories and stories can be amended based on new evidence, and by its very nature, much of history is just unknowable. We now know that in the modern criminal justice system, for example, that even eyewitness testimony can be very unreliable. So any written record of the past, even if it was written at the time, has to be taken with a grain of salt. And of course, as the saying goes, history is written by the winners. History does refer to the time of written records, which is why the term prehistory or prehistoric exists. Prehistory was the time before which people wrote about themselves or had other contemporaries write about them. There is considerable overlap throughout the world, though. We have written Chinese and Egyptian records dating back around 3,500 and 5,000 years, respectively. But someplace like England was later to the game with its agreed-upon recorded history beginning less than 2,000 years ago. And King Arthur, for example, being technically only a legendary figure, despite his hypothetical reign being only about 1,500 years ago. Modern historians can examine past histories and archaeological evidence to try to give us a clearer picture of the past. But again, in the end, it is unknowable. Movies rarely, if ever, claim to be historical documents, but since we're talking about taking everything with a grain of salt in the first place, I think movies can be a fine place to start a discussion. It would be easy to make this a giant list of war movies, and there will certainly be more than a few battles along the way, but we'll also look at the origins of major religions, which actually will include some battles still. Uh, But I've chosen the Prince of Egypt for the Judeo-Christian relevance, the message about uh, Muhammad, the founder of Islam, which makes a point not to show any depiction of him on, on screen, and the controversial Last Temptation of Christ when we look at the origins of Christianity. You'll note, especially early in the list, myth, history, and legend are all intertwined, but that's exactly what I plan to discuss along with each movie. There will be plenty of movies of kings and queens and emperors, uh, not just from Europe, but China and India and others around the world. We'll watch plenty of classic movies like Ben-Hur, A Man for All Seasons, and Casablanca, but also films I'd never even heard of, such as Sancho the Bailiff, Min Bala, and Embrace of the Serpent. For this intro episode, let's look briefly at creation. 
Modern science is in agreement that the universe began with a big bang where all matter was contained in a single point before exploding out in all directions. Atoms coalesced over billions of years, creating galaxies, stars, and planets. On, at least, one such planet, life emerged. Eventually, a certain primate developed advanced enough brains to communicate and come up with their own theories, myths, and stories about how life and humans began. We'll start more in earnest next week with a full movie, but I would like to use the opening sequence from a 2011 Hungarian animated film called The Tragedy of Man. Based on a play from 1861, my... Plan had initially been to start with the with prehistoric man in Quest for Fire, but Tragedy of Man entered my radar when I had over 90 movies in place, and I'd never seen it before and saw it dealt with creation. It's a little too artistic for my taste, though. Little to no plot, but it's beautifully animated. In the beginning, it shows the cosmic soup that science describes, then begins to interlace that with Judeo-Christian tradition, the voice of God created these clouds of dust from which the universe as we know it will form. We see a Lucifer who says he's the yin to God's yang. When the earth forms, we see a paradise populated by only Adam and Eve. The Lucifer in this story describes Eve as the world's first philosopher who asks the question, why not eat the apple of knowledge? Again, plot isn't the focus here. The movie quickly jumps into cavemen, painting on walls by torchlight, hunting and dancing, and domesticating dogs. And we'll again, we'll get more into early man next week. But but if you're curious to check out The Tragedy of Man, it's available to rent on YouTube. If you liked Terrence Malick's Tree of Life, it might be right up your alley. Uh, for today, let's stick briefly with creation stories, just based on the cursory research I did for this. So Muslims, Christians, and Jews all believe in Adam and Eve and the six-day creation by God. Buddhists have a repeating cycle of life, death, and rebirth that I don't really understand. Basically, the world has no beginning and no end, and at the same time is constantly being created and destroyed. I apologize if I've completely butchered that. Ancient Egypt had multiple creation myths, but the common thread seems to be that there was a lifeless, watery abyss called Nu that existed before time itself, and from from this, the world arose as a pyramid-shaped mound. The Greeks and Romans and Norse mythologies shared common threads of gods spawning gods and residing in realms separate from the earth, and we've seen them show up in some movies. Clash of the Titans has the Greek gods playing with humans like toys, and the, you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe has brought us the Norse realm of Asgard with Thor and Loki. I really like the idea, the, the, I really like the Sikh idea of creation. They seem to have no creation myth and simply say only God knows when and how the world was created. And it's not for us to know. And for our purposes, let's leave it there. I don't intend to spend a lot of time on prehistory. However, however we evolved and arrived here, uh, humans have always been social creatures there were certain key advances to get us on the path to civilization, and we'll take a look at a key one in next week's episode, looking at 1981's Quest for Fire. <laughs>